The following is the testimony of Lillian Giraldo of the Love Crucified community given on February 25 of 2021. She entitled it, Jesus Visits My Heart. It is translated into English by her husband, Juan Carlos Duque. Good evening to, to everyone. Thank you very much for your prayers. First of all, I want Father your blessing. Thanks God for this night, for this evening of sharing. Please give the Lillian the confidence that she is her little child, his little child. And without fear that to share those words, to talk with simplicity, with confidence in you. Bless her and bless us all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lillian says, thank you very much. Okay, she said that today she is doing what is most difficult. She is trespassing her fears. She is in obedience to God for love and allowing myself to be crucified by Him. I don't know how many of you find it difficult to speak to the whole community and to share for me, it is not easy. I'm usually quiet and shy. And, uh, and with wounds that still block me in this aspect. I feel a little like in the university when I have to make a presentation. So I am abandoned and confident that this is the will of God. And this is my greatest desire to complete his, his will and love him completely. Uh, what I'm going to try to do has been uh, part of my, my healing and, uh, and maybe it will be a benefit for you as well. I'm going to share with you on how I've been deepening the last teachings that Lourdes and Father Jordi have given us since the 2020 retreat and uh, those teachings about uh, poverty, the purification of disordered desires, the trespassing of, of fears, and all of this that uh, we have been learning in these last times. This is why I need to be vulnerable before you, and I'll do it with all my love, because you have the same call, and you know what I'm going to talk about. So I'm certain of your charity to watch my sharing. At the beginning of the Lent, I read the Holy, uh, the Holy Father's homily on Ash Wednesday that Father Jordi shared with, with you today. And it was very beautiful to find that the same Holy Spirit was speaking to the whole church, practically about the same path that was given to us as a gift. Is telling to all the church that we have to follow the simple path of union with God, 
this confirming once again the certainty of our call and also confirms what the Lord has said, how this uh, was going to be a gift for the whole church. The first word of the homily moved me deeply. They are this. There is an invitation that arises from the heart of God, who with open arms and longing eyes pleads with us, Return to me, we Lord, your heart. Return to me. I was very shaken for that, thinking that God with open arms, with pleading eyes, looking at me, telling me, return to me, return to me. I know that we have received a call and, and, and we have said, yes, yes, I want to be one with you. I want to be your victim soul, but I recognize that I have lacked much more dedication. I have lacked to silence the exterior, uh, to enter into silence, contemplation, vigilance, and a stillness of the soul. I have lacked to spend hours and hours at blessed sacrament. I know that the Lord has been very patient with me. From that only, I got about 20 questions. Surely you will be able to draw more and greater conclusions. So uh, she is uh, going to share some of the questions that was shared by the, uh, Father Jordi. The questions are, how many times I have said tomorrow, Lord, tomorrow? Tomorrow I will begin to enter into my heart. Tomorrow I will place myself before you in the most holy. Tomorrow I will contemplate you on the cross. Another question. Towards which direction is my heart oriented? Towards you or towards myself? Lord, have I turned off the noises of the world? and the noises of my heart to enter into silence and heed your call, O Lord? What do I live for? To be praised, preferred, recognized, or held in first place? Am I struggling with or am I complacent with my hypocrisies or duplicities? Do I recognize that I am in need of your mercy and your grace? Do I understand that what you desire in this land, in the path you have given us, is a humble abasement within ourselves and towards others? It is not an ascent to glory but an abasement out of love. I highlight those questions. There are many more. I know that you can draw more questions from it. Then, that homily of the Holy Father is all that Lourdes, Father Jordi, Father, Father Ron, Maria, through her songs, have taught us 
week after week, month after month, during all these years, in the Senate calls with this silent and sacrificial job that they have. Last night, when I was hearing a reflection of Father Jordi in the retreat that he was doing, God does not save us without our consent. The Lord requires our will. Everything is grace. This path is an immense grace. This cause is a grace. But this call needs our decision, our will. Then, after this introduction, I will now tell my testimony, my sharing. In the fourth week of our retreat of 2020, I had a kind of enlightenment. I woke up one morning, clearing in my mind all my wants. I think those were all because I wrote many sheets of paper with all my wants. It's like somebody was uh, dictating me. I was able to name them one by one. I was able to name all of them. All of them had the lies and the, and the tendencies that steam from them. But one in particular came to me with the disordered desires included. It was the only one. And then, before I share with you, I want to tell you that the Lord has healed me a lot in this one because I no longer react from the flesh, but in His love. I react from compassion and charity, knowing that my parents were also wounded, and their parents, and so on. We all know the kind of society in which we live. God desires to restore humanity wounded by sin. And through this process, through this simple part of union with God, He has not only healed me, He has also healed my parents. The Lord is doing a wonderful work with them. <laughs> Now, the wound, it is called, I lost my voice. So, part of this, Uh, me talking here is part of this of my healing. I live through abandonment, neglect, rejection, <laughs> still hurts, violence, abuse, fear of unprotection, insecurity. I grew up as a child, adolescent, that was very quiet, who could not express my feelings, concerns, frustrations, and fears. I learned to live my pains in silence and solitude. The lies, no one listens to you, you have nothing important to say, no one cares about you, Go by yourself, be strong, don't complain, don't cry, 
you have to be someone in life so you don't depend on a man or anyone else. The tendencies. It bothers me that they don't value what I do, that they ignore me, that they reject me, that they do not recognize me, that they do not listen to me, that they don't look at me when I speak to them. Please look at me now. <laughs> and disordered desires. I have desires to be admired, to be recognized, to be seen, to be flattered, to be taken into account, to be applauded. So that was that uh, the Lord showed me. One of the many things that the Lord showed me and keeps me working on that. In the same retreat, the Lord let me know that he was crucified for me. It was very painful and revealing. It was a personal experience. Because uh, since the knowledge that we have of this, of seeing the cross, knowing that he really died for our sins, that he was completely innocent, this was really embodied in me. So the Lord allowed me to see, to realize that he was really crucified for me. Then I just uh, kept on trying to be attentive to what the Lord was showing me. After we retired, or in that same retired, Lourdes and Father Jordi spoke to us about envy and pride. And they got deep on that. And, and I came to think pride, yes, in fact, many times I had confessed it, but not envy. And what they told us, all the ugly things that came out of it, much less. I don't know if you remember what they said. Envy is a hidden reservoir of ingratitude and resentment that secretly applauds the downfall and sadness of others. So I said, no, 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 this is not. The envious person becomes resentful if he perceives that his peers receive preferential treatment. He attacks others through slander or gossip, brings tension in families or communities. It pits the person against God's will. So after hearing this, I said to myself, no, not envious. And here the Lord was beginning to show me my false identity, which is I talked a little at the end. So the Lord had told us uh, that all we have made ourselves into someone we are not, and that the simple but leads us to find the truth of who we are. In that occasion, I don't know if you remember, I asked for forgiveness from the community. The Lord inspired me to do that during the retreat. In accompaniment, we meditated on it and in obedience of love and love for the Lord, I did it. I ask forgiveness for my behavior uh, to all the community. Many called me or wrote me, wrote to me, and they did not understand. They didn't know what, what I, I was talking about. And the truth is that 
I did not understand it either. But I knew that because of my wounds, I had most likely offended someone or caused division. But it was not clear to me that it was because of envy. So now I take this opportunity, this marvelous opportunity, with this deep understanding to ask you again, to ask your forgiveness again from the bottom of my heart. Then I will receive the gift of deep self-knowledge in this regard. And here I found something in, in the path in the page 44. I will read that. The soul which received the gifts of self-knowledge and sees the hardness of its own heart arrives at a moment of decision. It either accepts the gift or remains in darkness. Receiving the gift of self-knowledge hurts. It feels like a sting. Well, it took me another year to accept this this deep self-knowledge. The Lord kept digging in my heart. And as uh, Juan Carlos told me moments ago, not with a backhoe, just with a spoon. Very soft, with all the love, trying to let me know, make him understand. Then in a recent accompaniment, the Lord enlightened my companion so that we could deepen our understanding of identity. And then I heard from her this phrase. The process of our sanctification consists in the process of healing our identity. And then I was very moved. And I said, so hey, I have to keep on working on, on my identity because the Lord had placed a longing of, on the identity. So I began to ask the Lord in every rosary mass and in the daily routine day of, of my daily life to restore my identity in Him, to heal me of my disordered desire, desires and the fears that paralyze me, paralyze me to keep complete the, the task. And you know what? The Lord said yes and again show me the envy and with a very close person to my heart. My husband, therefore, the rejection was stronger towards this feeling. The Lord was bringing it out, and I wanted to, to submerge it again in the depths of, of my heart. It could not be me, Lillian, envious of my husband. No, it can't be. But there, the Lord showed me that I was constructing a false identity of myself. He was showing me the hardness of my heart, and I began to recognize it. At first I said to myself, it is jealousy, professional jealousy, but then I began to recognize that I was envious of my husband. And this truth was affirmed to me in an accompaniment, and I had to take it to confession. And I began to experience a physical and a spiritual struggle, very, very hard. 
then God sent me to a good priest in the ministry that uh, Claudia mentioned during the rosary. And that priest immediately realized and very determined and a strong will held me, confessed me, and set me free. That was. So much so that a few days later, I had a dream, a nightmare, of a rat, a rat that was running, scared back and forth in a sewage. There were many people around us. And I got closer, and, uh, and it was a big black rat running all around, very scared, because it was a sunny day, beautiful day, uh, with a, with a green field, beautiful trees, uh, leaves shining because of the sun. And, and the rat was, was in the middle of the light. And they came out of the sewage and began to run in this beautiful place, this beautiful field. And I was looking at, at the rat and she was scared running back and forth. And then she was looking at me with anger and she wanted to jump on me, trying to return to the sewage, but the jump was short. It collided with my, with my chest, with my heart and disappeared, but I was not afraid. But what happened is that it no longer had place in my heart. God had, had taken that place in my heart. And after confession, my heart was like an impenetrable wall made of purity and the love of God. And for me, it was a, a, a dream that confirmed the process of healing that came from the Lord. Uh, now, continue with the reading of, of the pattern, page 44. It says, The soul needs courage to admit its sins and the wounds they cause and go to the root of both. That is why most say, most stay in the old self and do not enter into the healing process. The soul needs courage to to tell us the reading, the path reading, imitation of the sin, this process requires courage. One of the five little stones to be able to see the darkness in us, recognize it and give it to the Lord. And then uh, to the question, what do you want me to give you, Lord? I answered, your misery. It is the only thing I have to give him. Now I give him this feeling of envy and later on, the Lord himself will teach me more darkness to give him, because this is a lifelong process until he make us one with him. So, I must abase myself, surrender my misery to the Lord, and unite myself to him in his sacrifice of love. And following the reading, where does this envy come from? From my disordered desires to be recognized, flattered, admired, listened to, seen, applauded. Those desires are not bad in themselves. 
every child needs this recognition and affirmation. But when they become disordered and and infected with uh, with impure pain, they become generators of sins. In my case, envy. So the purification of our disordered desires consists in recognizing that the Lord is taking us to a deeper level of purification. As he tells us in Messiah 63, the purification of your desires is the first stage of purification in my sacred heart and requires us to choose every day and to live each day according to what is more difficult and not what it is either. This will require a greater discipline of your will, a greater silence and stillness of soul in me. So we are, we are in this deeper level. We need silence, contemplation, going before the Lord and surrendering our misery to Him. All this takes time, work, discipline, will. We need to choose to praise, to surrender our misery, to thank and to bless. This is the first nail of crucifixion, crucifixion of desires. And, and, and they have told us about the circumcision of our heart. This process delays, it is difficult. But what is important is that we accept it. We have heard the Lord's call. We have listened to his voice, especially me. I have received his vision in, in, in my heart. I have decided not to stay in the darkness and see the hardness of my heart. So every time I feel this envy, I must go to the Lord and give it to Him. Lord, I give it to you. I give to you this envy. I give these feelings. I have nothing else. Many one with you. I'm not acting from the flesh. My companion told me, in the envy, the Lord is healing you because it does not come from Him, but the pain will not be taken away from you. Why? So you constantly look at Him, recognize Him, admire Him, thank Him, give Him all the glory. He is not admired, not seen. This is the opportunity of being one with Him. In his sacrifice of love. After, in the same part of the book, page 44, but if the soul perseveres, he receives the balm of Jesus' mercy, the planks fall away, and the light of truth enters. The fruit of this process is joy and peace. Through this process of purification, the Lord brings us into and makes us grow in the virtue of poverty because our hearts are no longer full of our but of him that chamber is now of God and he already reigns there now talking about identity I mentioned that I have to build a false identity the identity in Christ is to recognize this darkness and to love myself in this way and to allow myself to take off my false garments and show myself before Him as I am. 
The Lord desires that we accept ourselves in the truth. Holiness does not require that we be purified on envy and so many other things. The difference is that in my false identity I have created a false image of what it was to be saint. Therefore, I did not recognize it. I did not recognize the envy. So, Lord was merciful with me and showed me my darkness and stripped my false garments. Yes, and take from the root of this envy and shows me the true holiness, the path to the true holiness. And by recognizing my false garment and discovering this feeling, I recognize hypocrisy. And as Father Cantalamesa says, by recognizing hypocrisy, it is to be hypocrisy. It's no longer hypocrisy because it vanishes before the truth. It's not only, only to be grateful to God for you, for this, for this path being placed. Let us be restored by God. Please cheer others, accompany each one of us. Let's go to our accompaniments with transparency. Let's go to the silent cathedral of the cross, as the Holy Father says in his homily. Let us go with the five stones, the five little stones of humility, simplicity, trust, courage, and purity. Amen. Thank you very much for your love, or your prayers, and thank you. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.